Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, How's it going? You know, um, depending on which side of the Rubik's Cube said, um, no, nah, I mean, life is good, right? Life is good. The, the family hasn't, you know, come on to me with uh, pitchforks and fire. Um, good. Had a, good. Had a kick. Yeah, right. You know, most importantly there. Uh, both parents are now uh, inoculated. Nice. So, yeah, mom got her second shot. Uh, yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And dad got his shots, uh, his second shot actually about a week ago. So yeah, that's a that's fantastic amazing. Thing. Yeah. And, and now I'm jealous. <laughs> and you know what? I had a pretty kick-ass week at work. So I had um, some really, really good feedback. So you're around. taking tomorrow off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> well, well, based on the numbers that were just made public, um, today in our financials, um, I don't think anybody's going to be taking any time off oh, anytime dear. soon. <laughs> hey, really? hey, you guys, you guys blew your quota by like, I don't know, a certain percentage. Um, we need you to do that again. Mm. Just a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no miracle goes unpunished in corporate. America, no, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. If you want, we'll whip up another pandemic for you. Mm. Well, let's see. You know what? <laughs> this one has actually uh, been more than enough. Uh, so we'll we'll ride this one out. But no, it's... Uh, you sure? Uh, yeah, I know. Let me think about it. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am sure. <laughs> How about you, man? What's going on? How you living? Doing okay. Uh, sure. Still I mean, hanging in there. Super busy as, as, as yeah. are you. Yeah. Um, it's, a good, but... it's a good problem to have. It is. Um, and, and, and I don't know. So let me ask you this, Seb. Is it is it too first worthy worldly of us sometimes? Like do we do we ever, you know, complain as people who had no shoes, you know, you meet a man with no feet type of thing? <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're both pretty uh, aware and grateful <gasps> of our position in the world. I think I like I like to think so. Yeah. So I and so so we were having a uh, discussion earlier today around um, people being allies um, inside the workplace mm. and you know how to approach that and you know one of the items I mentioned was you know actions are are sometimes easier to gauge because they actually have a presence in the physical world and can be evaluated. I said, but intent is something that really can't be evaluated and. You know, I said, if pe- if you find people are not necessarily taking you on as an ally or accepting your allyship, um, it may be because they maybe need more than one data point of intent <laughs> to, to, to accept you as that. And I said, you know, you know, the other thing is fair. Well, and, you know, I said, the other thing is, you know, it's fantastic that people that you want to show up as an ally in certain spaces. I said, but just be careful. Like you still, and I made up a new word. Don't ally explain yourself. Like don't come <laughs> and be like, okay, I'm ready to help. What can I do? Oh my God. I can't believe you guys aren't using my allyship right now. Like it's right here. <laughs> like I want to be an ally, be an ally, be an ally right now. And it's like, I, I you know, just, just, and I just tell people to approach allyship with humility. Right. Um, I mean, that and, sounds like a very familiar pattern from, uh, <laughs> You know, your garden variety narcissist, right? Who yes. wade, wades into any situation needing to reframe it in terms of their own experience and needs. It, it is. And and you want to, I mean, clearly if people are focused on, you know, taking the baby steps toward being an anti-racist, um, you know, it's just like, okay, just don't be able to repeat the name Imbram Zindi, Kendi, excuse me. Like, actually, why don't you read the book? Like, you know, the, oh, time consuming. Oh, my goodness. Well, it, it, let me tell you something, Seb. The number of people who talk about Atlas Shrugged versus the number of people who have read Atlas Shrugged is a delta, mm. yeah. right? And and I get it because that book is, you know, huge. But at the same time, those who really talk about Atlas Shrugged and can, you know, point to passages or something in there have a lot more legitimacy, even if I disagree completely with the base premise of some of the things that the author believe, like at least they put in the work and they put in the effort to try speaking, and get there. Speaking of narcissists, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's uh, just honestly they they're still undecided on racism. Maybe they haven't they haven't decided <laughs> if they're well, fully that, committed to be anti-racist. That that you know, it seems to be really jury's still out. The, there are two the, sides to the issue. Sides of every- yes. 
Yeah. Talked about, if not the last podcast, the podcast before, like two sides of every story is a true fact. Two valid sides that both deserve equal merit and consideration? No. No. And not I think always. maybe sometimes, well, sometimes, maybe possibly, right? Um, but you know, no, I think it goes to this idea of Americans. And again, I'm, I'm framing it because a lot of my discussions have to be with Americans, but it's this idea that. And we're know, the best. And, and true indeed. We're exceptional. Just, just look at our history books. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, but there is that, right? The idea of being raised with exceptionalism oh, yeah. sometimes, you know, precludes people from taking it um, or, you know, really having any criticism about, you know, what, what they want to do or who they are because they tie yes. too much of themselves to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, sure. I mean, I mean, we've seen that. I mean, I, I think we've seen that with pretty much everything, right? Yes. I mean, you know, America, America's great. How dare you, you know, criticize it? It seems to yes. from the GOP, but it's like, really? But you seem to criticize Americans all a little the time. Bit. A little bit. Well, just the ones that aren't doing what <laughs> I want them to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Um, that is true. Although I was happy to read that the GOP is now concerned about the meanness of tweets. Um, <laughs> yes. It was, it was, I'm glad. Oh, that and, and professional qualifications. Yes, I'm glad they are holding uh, Neera Tandon, I think, uh, who's yep. the nominee for Office of OMB. Office of That's OMB. right. Yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they are feeling that, you know, the tweets she said were just rude and evil and, you know, are disqualifying <laughs> for office. And I'm like, where have I not heard this before? <laughs> well, apparently they just learned how to read tweets because for yeah. the previous four years, what is this unable Twitter? To find Twitter, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I just, so my grandkids just put me on the Twitter, um, and apparently, as of January sixth, <laughs> and there's this um, mean lady on there. I know, right? Gosh, she's, she, you know, never not whether she not whether it was true or not. Like, there seems to be no idea of whether what she said was actually true in her tweets, right. which, having read a few of them, I would argue that they are. Um, yeah. It just really seems to be about, oh, she hurt somebody's feelings. I also Same. wonder about the role of uh, Sanders and his supporters, because yeah. they, they have a particular dislike for, for Tandon. A particular dislike for Tandon, but I'm, I'm wondering if, and, and, you know, hashtag not all Bernie bros, um, it seems to be a, a double standard about women. You think? Mm, I I think if <laughs> I think if particularly a double standard of brown women, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, anytime I mean, all the white male nominees have breezed by, basically. And for the most part, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right, um, and and I mean to the point where even I think even Merrick Garland's. Um, you know, confirmation. Yep. He was asked about, you know, black and brown women who were not present and were not testifying. Um, you know, he's asked to speak on them. And I think, you know, his response was fantastic. But still, the idea that even, even <laughs> it's bad enough to be slandered while you are in the room. It's even right. harder, right, to be slandered when you're not in the room. So, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, on the other hand, on yes, the other yes. hand, I mean, it, it, somebody was pointing out, you know, it, we're five weeks in and to this uh -huh. administration and we are infinitely better than we were five weeks ago. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, that I'm is. Getting, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am getting bummed by the, the, uh, the still, you know, the gridlock that and the, mm. just the noise that the Republicans <sighs> introduce into the, the, uh, the whole process. But um, on the other hand, stuff is getting done. I mean, somebody has pointed out, that um, more than 50 million vaccines have been delivered in yeah. 50 days um, or less than 50 days, I should say. Mm -hmm. So they're well on track to hitting the, the 100 million in 100 days, which is great. Yes, yes. And, and I think maybe that's the, that's the other part, right? You know, there's so much hope around Joe Biden and, and his administration that maybe there's unrealistic expectations because things were so stable right. before. Yeah. Right. It's, well, yeah, and also the left just loves tearing itself apart, right? And yes, then, yes, for no reason. Like you yeah. know, if I mean these are good brownies, but they're not <laughs> the best brownies I've ever tasted in my entire life. If only they were just a little warmer. <laughs> really? You had no food for four years, and now you're complaining about the temperature of the food, the good food, the good, the admittedly good food that you said was good was not to your liking like 
I feel like I'm reading a writer for an Aerosmith concert. Like, do I need to pick out all the green M&Ms and have the water chilled at exactly 36 degrees Fahrenheit? Like, it's, it's... It is maddening. There, If there was one, you know, similar to going, you know, going back to a Harry Potter thing, if I could pick out one trait from Republicans and insert that trait into yeah. Democrats, it would How be... How is that Harry building. Potter? Well, because remember in one in one of the 19 Harry Potter movies, he picked a filament out of uh, Harry's brain. It was like a memory or something. He dipped it into the pool. It's a stretch, but go with it. Like, <laughs> you know, the idea that you can pull something out, like something specific out of somebody and put it into something else. I think that would be... Is, is there a hat that they wear that decides which political party <laughs> they're going to be in? <laughs> There's a hat. <laughs> Indeed, there is a hat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> touche well played i sir. agree with well you though. Played. <laughs> M- message message control yeah. <laughs> and and keeping the ranks would be yeah. great on the left because we would get so much more done or or um we win three senate seats and reduce the like i think that's oh. maybe the other strength of, of republicans like yeah. their their targeted defections are allowed Right. Especially right. around the Senate for people to take hard votes. And I think getting right. us to 53 senators, um, you know, just reduces the power of Manchin That's and right. Semena. And not necessarily well, I, reduces the power, but actually, yeah, I'll say it. It, it does yeah. reduce their power. Right. Yes, it does. As, as well as the power of Murkowski and a Grassi and, That's a, right. uh, and a Collins. Right. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think what I'm saying is like uh, uh, keeping the ranks and uh, like and message discipline until yes. we get to that benchmark. Yes. When yes. and then yes. squabble all you want, I don't care. Yeah, after it's, it's law, just, it's not done yet. Yeah, well, idiots. And I mean, that would be the one part I would offer in terms of um, the uh, the the Nira recommendation. Is as I read about, it, I didn't even realize that apparently she was nominated before the Senate um, races have been decided. And it's like, mm. okay, I'm sure there's gotta be a whiteboard somewhere that says people we can nominate with no issues before we win the Senate races and people <laughs> we need to wait for 5150. <laughs> and I gotta imagine she was on that 5150 side and it just seems self, I mean, stop us if we heard this before, it seems self-inflicted mm-hmm. um, to nominate someone who you knew was going to be tough um, to get through. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, you know, sometimes when this happens, I think, well, maybe there are hidden variables and calculations that are unbeknownst to us that make this make sense, but it's hard to imagine those. Well, <laughs> I mean, but also you and I are not in the room, right? And so right. we can only talk about those things that we see at our particular pay grade. I, I have mean, seen I, the, the musical. <laughs> I would like to think that my bosses have inside information and are making better decisions. Right. Um, I'm always know. mindful of that when people are second guessing, you know, Nancy Pelosi or yes. But on the other hand, we've seen enough failures that are clearly the product of not having thought through oh. exactly how this might oh. work in the real you know. world. Well, you know, any any parent who has children. Um, which I guess is the definition of it's a, a tautology, my friend. <laughs> right? Um, all the all the parents who don't have children, um, <laughs> all the people who have children but are not not parents. parents exactly. That's the really parents. interesting group. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, how did you know, that happen? I, I want to know, know about that. We don't know. Um, but yeah, it's like kind of you know, how, you know, when we talk to our children, what's you know, what some of us ask is, you know, how did you see this playing out in your mind? <laughs> exactly. Like, how did I know you made this choice and clearly your mother and I are pissed about it. I'm really curious how you arrived at Mm -hmm. this being a good plan. Yeah, let's move away from the punishment because that's definitely going to happen. But in in an attempt to try and know you better so that maybe (laughs) as a parent, I can be better in terms of how I present knowledge and stimuli and information. Just talk to me about how you derive the idea that this would be good. And then, like, and, then, and what did they say back, Seb? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's done. You're, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you are killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you are absolutely murdering me over here. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I. So what? What else you got? So there, again, so much, so much. 
What, what's uh, what's burning? Yeah. What's what's burning on your uh, what's burning on the passenger stove? It's so funny because during the week I think, <coughs> "Ooh, got to talk about this," and then hmm. my mind is blank by the time. <laughs> I just write it down. I just I've got gold. Uh, see, you're smart. No, no, I'm old and I forget things. So. <laughs> That's self awareness. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then when I find the list, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, these are great things to talk about." Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> it's almost like the political, uh, yeah, political goldfish memory, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, let's talk about qualifications. Uh, okay. You know, uh, the, um, uh, or actually, um, how can we forget? Before, I was about to say Ted Cruz objected to, mm. I think, Basella as was his first objection because he was a lawyer and not a doctor. Um, yes. In the, <laughs> well, he actually, I think the term was he referred to him as a trial lawyer. Uh, yes, lawyer. right. But Which, as soon as uh, I thought of Ted Cruz, I realized, oh, that happened after our last episode. <laughs> you know what? You're right, because I think we were texting about it. Yeah, we were. That's the thing that confuses me is we continue texting mm. uh, during mm. the week, and then I forget just sort of blurry lines between what, <laughs> what we talked about, what we texted about. But yeah, Texas went through some things, and um, Ted Cruz helped a lot. Well, I mean, he's a senator, Sebastian. What could he possibly do? He has no purpose. So, you know. It's he, such a useless position. Yeah, he, he's such a useless position and there's nothing he could do to help out. So clearly he would not be missed. Like, you know, I don't, it's, it's very, I need to be very careful about assigning attributes to people. But the idea is that it almost feels like it's Asperger's syndrome. Like just the, or I'll, I'll say the political equivalent of Asperger's syndrome. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Yeah, right. Just like a complete inability to read the room and no understanding of how what those actions may be perceived. And then, you know, doubling down and <laughs> throwing your children under the bus. Like, I mean, he, I mean, he put everyone there. He put his wife. He put his amazing. children. Yeah. Basically, if you were if you were in a three-foot radius of Ted Cruz, he was grabbing your shit and throwing you under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of room under there. A lot, lot of room. I mean, he threw what the Green New Deal under the bus. He threw, I mean, <laughs> then he was being canceled. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I think those of us who are what fans, a maroon, what a maroon, right? Those of us who know that scene from The Princess Bride, like you know, you keep using that word cancel culture, yet I don't think yeah, you really know what it means. Know what this means. <laughs> You say the word unity, but again, I do not think you know what that word means. Um, yeah, it's so, so, and you're right. And then, and then you had people piling on, like, and then you wonder why Ted Cruz doesn't learn a lesson because Greg Abbott is just like, oh yeah, I agree with Ted Cruz. Then Rick yeah. Perry is like, yeah, you know, I agree that, uh, you know, Texans would rather sacrifice um, in order to keep the federal government out of their business. I'm just yeah, like, extraordinary. I don't think you understand that sacrifices have to be made and cho uh, voluntarily chosen, right? Yeah. Like taking something away from somebody and then telling they need to sacrifice it is not how this works. Nope. <laughs> nope, sure isn't. <laughs> yeah, there's this funny little thing called consent. Yeah. Well, if, if there's one thing the GOP does not, does not really understand. understand, it would be consent of that any is, type. That is correct. Um, but yeah, that's... Well, you know, and I think the way that I heard it described by numerous Texas GOP politicians is like a once in a generation event. And I'm like, well, if you define the generation as once every 10 years, um, OK, yeah, that seems like a big deal. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know that you would sell insurance using that <laughs> that number of well, a, a once in a century event happening every 10 years like that's. And, that, and I think that's what's also frustrating, like the fact that it happened, what, 10 years ago when there was a freeze and, you know, similar things. I don't think it was as destructive. It in was terms not. Of the number of people yeah. that were impacted. But, you know, the idea that cold weather could never hit Texas, therefore there's no way we could have ever known that this could have happened. Right, right. It's like, mm -hmm. that seems a stretch. That, also, know, I mean, meteorologists have been warning that the, the patterns are changing and that that was going to be a reality, right? I mean. There's this funny little thing called climate change happening. Yeah. Well, cl that, it, climate change isn't true because I remember the senator from Oklahoma bought a snowball on the Senate floor. So that That's proved, right. I proved that, it. That, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for evidence, there it is. It's a miracle. 
<laughs> done and done. <laughs> um, the dictionary yeah. defines climate change as that's basically the level of the discourse from, yes. from the GOP. It is. It's, it's middle school like book report that you didn't give yourself enough time to do. It's also double spaced and using the word very a lot. <laughs> You know, climate yes. change is a very, 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 very subjective thing that many, 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 many scientists disagree could happen. It's like, it, I mean, literally, that's what I feel like. It's it's using the word very, it's using the word many. It's it's triple spaced, not even double spaced. Yeah. With like aerial two inch font. margins. Yeah. <laughs> like the, all of the tricks. All, <laughs> all of them. the tricks. But really badly executed. The thing is that, uh, and this this gets back to uh, yeah. to Ted Cruz. I mean, the other explanation is um, there's never any consequences. So yeah. why would he behave any differently? Right? Oh, Who cares? There, there, there is a lot to that, you know. And if you know, the idea is you're right. There's no there. I, so far, there's no consequences, you know. And I mean, if we go back to the judge commercially and where did you learn it from well i learned it from watching you mitch i learned it from watching you yeah. trump like you know and i mean we'll maybe get to this a little later but the idea that you know mcconnell comes out and says that yes absolutely trump would have his support if he was the nominee in 2024 did I'm he like, say that i missed that oh yeah oh my um, god it's, it's 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 a fairly recent one i'm i saw it on politico it came out um came out about four let's see I'm looking at the article. It says about 4.19 p.m. Eastern. 7.19 Oh, today. PM. Yeah, it came out oh, okay. today. 7.19 p.m. You, 7, do you PM have Eastern. a day job or are you just on Twitter all day long? Um, well, because there are people who work with me that, that may listen to this podcast, I absolutely have a day job that keeps me incredibly busy. I'm amazed I find the time to do this. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh -huh. That is my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not um, sure I buy it, but okay. <laughs> well, I'll go along this, with it. They have this thing called a quote unquote feed. And apparently, if you articulate which things you want to know about, it will feed you articles uh, based on. No, I, I, and actually, truth be told, I, I, saw, I saw it as a skim. Um, but, you know, the headline's enough, right? I mean, at some point in time, yeah, no, I think because there's so much to consume, like we can just like, OK, so the headline oh, says sure. McConnell would support Trump if he got the nomination in 2024. And regardless of the content of what that story says, and I'm sure there are incredible paragraphs that articulate that, like that line, I think, says enough yes, to generate does. comments and conversation. <laughs> Twitter says, do you want to read the, the article first? And I no, said, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. no, I don't. I do not want to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I do not want to do it. But if it <laughs> happened around me and there was no way I could preclude it from happening, I would absolutely support him. Like, and, and I think that really summarizes, you know, party over, yeah. over country. Well, and, and it's you saw it also in that press conference where uh, McCarthy was asked, yes, um, should he be addressing CPAC? And he said, absolutely. He's a leader of the party. And J.D. said he should have no part in the determination of the future of this party. And then McCarthy just <laughs> stood there looking stupid. Like, for a I'm on that, and on that high note, let's end it. It was it was great. It was great television to see. It was fantastic theater. Yes. And um and depressing. It, it, well, it was because, you know, initially, if you if you I think we took the poll maybe a couple of weeks ago. If you'd asked me, you know, what chance does Cheney have to survive this, I'd be like, "What are you talking about? Of course she's going to survive this. Like she's from Wyoming. Um, the Cheney family <laughs> is a political dynasty there. Um, her father still knows where all of the bodies are buried in the GOP yes, he because does. he put them there. Um, he killed many of them. Exactly right. With so his I birdshot. Yeah, I would definitely not vote against Cheney maintaining her seat. But the the more I look at it, the the more becomes. I think she's still going to do it. But it, I would have had you like eighty twenty her keeping her seat and surviving a primary challenge. Um, but now right. I, I, you know, the betting houses in London, um, I think would have to would have to alter that in my personal right. betting house. You know, I'd have to give it like maybe sixty forty now that she keeps it. Yeah, crazy. Well, and, and, but you said the word, Sebastian. It's the crazy, like, because you can't plot what crazy will do. Nope, that's right. That's right? exactly right. And and 
And I mean, the fact that Matt gets, you know, a couple of weeks ago travels to Wyoming, you know, that, I mean, just this, the optics of, you know, somebody decided that they wanted to travel to the number three person in the house and came and have a rally against them. You know, it's I'm, pretty I'm, extraordinary. Well, I'm sure John Boehner is looking back on it like, you know, we killed people for less when I was house speaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Even even New Gingrich, I don't think would have supported something like that because, well, I mean, for many reasons, because when you got to protect your leaders, but, you know, the idea that there is just open sniping um, and, and open warfare on her. And, and and you have to wonder, is it because she's a woman? Right. Um, or just same. Because it seems like a war on sanity at the wow. moment. You know what? I was trying to put some otherism. So basically, the GOP has sanism. Yeah. I got it. I got it. It's not sanism. sexism. It's not racism. It is sanism. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of sanity. What if, if we look back in history, Sebastian, truly, what has, what has sanity ever got? Is exactly what has sanity ever done for us? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sold on it. At all. Well, the evidence isn't in. You know what? Is sanity really something that's knowable? It's not that popular among hatters, for example. <laughs> Listen, my butcher down at the shop who wears a tinfoil hat on his head while he cuts my meat, you know, he says that it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, clearly, again, one data point, I get that. But, you know, is that the data point you're going to fall on? I don't know. I don't know. It's And, and I think the other thing is, and the reason why I have to give Cheney now a 60-40 chance is because there's no one else in leadership who is actively supporting her. Like, I think it's Ron yeah. McCarthy, then uh, Scalise, uh, the number two, and then her. And I don't I don't know the hierarchy of the Republican leadership in the House, but, you know, I think her most vocal supporters are maybe like Kinzinger uh, yeah. from Illinois. And, like, I don't think he's in the party leadership. So it, I'm, no. I would be concerned that all of her support is coming from rank and file members outside of the house leadership right right exactly and what's weird is is it seems from that that the um the party leadership is just kind of seated like all of those leadership roles to the lunatic fringes like they weren't interested in those jobs or something (laughs) it's very strange you know what i mean like you'd think they would have reserved some of those key positions mm. for adults yeah um but they've just gone like no let the lunatic fringe just run everything it'll, that'll be yeah, fine. It'll, it'll be good it'll be well so long, well, so long as that fine listen we okay so this is what we're gonna do guys we're gonna release the hounds and so long as there is meat outside of the house for them right. to eat, we'll be good right right <laughs> Now, that, here's everybody's that, meat suit to put on. Right? <laughs> no, why are we putting on meat suits when they like to attack me? No, no, no. They're going to focus on the outside meat first. See, you don't get it. This is strategy. <laughs> you know how we're smarter? They're playing chess, but we're playing strategio. It's stratego. We're smarter <laughs> because our game has strategy in it. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think Again. that's how it works at all. Again, this just this uh, exhibit. It's you're exhibiting your own weakness and mm. not understanding the the larger picture here. Mm, mm, yes, that is, <laughs> you know what they, they, the the House Republicans may in fact be playing three D chess on us. Um, you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot Underwater. of evidence pointing. Yeah, it's not Underwater. a lot of evidence. Using a scuba tank that's got like twenty minutes of oxygen, and the, the game is slated <laughs> to go at least three hours. Like. The, there's no ultimately the end game is bad for them like that's just a given it's just it's i feel like it's like how long can we hold our breath basically is the game they're playing and yeah you know uh, god well I, i think that but that only works if the other side is concerned about you turning blue and dying that's right. <laughs> right. And I think what don't make me do this. Yeah. Don't um, let me irreparably harm myself. Mm, well, you must understand that that's a choice you made. And I think, you know, at, at some point in time, and, you know, we talk about, I don't think we talk about it on this podcast, but, you know, I know psychologists, psychiatrists talk about, you know, when someone with whom, with someone with whom you're in a relationship says, I'm going to hurt or kill myself if you go. Um, believe it or not, they usually advise you to not stay in that relationship. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if the Republicans have really let it sink in that I don't know if the Democrats care if they self-harm anymore. 
Yeah. Um, and and you know, if you if you don't stop me, I'm gonna drop this this weight on my foot. Will you? <laughs> okay. Do you promise? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, if that's what you choose to do with that weight, then so be it. Um, but yeah, the crazy you, thing is though, like going back to Liz Cheney, yeah, uh, and the, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. It feels like maybe this is Twitter, maybe this is the cable news cycle, maybe it's all of these things. But it feels like we keep expecting things to unfold quicker than they do, and then, hmm. then I, you know, I mean, like I, you know, I, I feel like we talked about this, um, and the, the splintering happening a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I expected to have happened already, but I would have expected a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, proof, like signs that that was happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. um, just that it seems like, um, like there's still a distinct possibility that there will not be any consequences for January 6th or for Trump or, mm for the people who aided and abetted him in his attempt to overthrow the government, which is just like, I mean, it's astonishing to think. And it's also, it feels like that would be the worst possible outcome because it would just guarantee another attempt uh, probably with more sophistication and, and a higher likelihood of success. Yeah. It's um, it, it, it would be extremely disappointing. I mean, I, I, you know, as well as infuriating as well as scary. Um, yeah. You know the I and and I think you know what what that could also do is um, you know and and I think you see this when you talk about lack of adequate police support in some minority communities, right? Like if if there's a thought that the police cannot do their job or are not willing to do their job, or if you every time you call them they you know kill or slay or arrest the wrong person, those communities stop calling police yes. and yes. they handle things on their own. And I think. One side of it is what you and I were just talking about here, like, you know, the, the right wing batshit crazy nuts deciding to do it again. But then you have the people on the left who will refuse to let this happen to them again. So they will take the matters into their own hands to Oof. protect themselves. That's right? a scary and thought. Well, and I don't think it would happen from a, a you know, another like counter protest at the Capitol. No. I'm talking definitely more local you know, I think this is, that becomes a local problem, like at well, the county or, and city level or neighborhood level. Or a uh, federal response. If they, if the Democrats do manage to put together an, uh, you know, an effective majority where they, you know, they, maybe they do away with the, uh, with the filibuster and maybe they uh, flip some more seats <coughs> the, in the midterms um, mm -hmm. and they can pass whatever they want. We may end up with like a repeat of like basically the war on terror, but a war on domestic terror, which will have the same kind of ultimately uh, bad effects on civil liberties and and just sort of, you know, the openness and transparency of our society and the vitality of our democracy that that the post 9-11 response did. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. this Bush did terrible things in response to 9-11 and this is at least as traumatizing an event as 9-11 in some ways, because it was, you know, it wasn't as many people died, thank goodness, but it was, it was very yeah. scary. And it was right at the heart of political power in this entire and, country. And the perpetrators were not others. No, they were right there <laughs> sitting beside them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I do have a concern that, that we're going to choose, um, you know, a left authoritarianism. I mean, right now, I'm obviously, I'm not worried about it, but I, I just, I am mindful that we could uh, overreact, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the metronome could swing too hard. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah, and so, <laughs> and the other part, and you and I have, I think, mentioned this on previous things, like, be very careful when you piss off smart people. Yes. Right, because they're, they have the means to make your life miserable. The means, the method, the motivation, and the data. Yeah. Like, it, it, so, yeah, just don't do that. <laughs> just don't, don't do, do that. Um, so I, I, I had um, so I had another uh, MTG sighting. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, apparently... You um, actually see her. No, thank God. Only thank my God. nightmares. Um, yeah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, and I think this ties to two aspects around, you know, transphobia. Um, the two that I'm reading about oh, God, are, yeah. yeah um, so we just got to talk it because, you know, the fan wants it. 
um, Marjorie Taylor Greene putting up a sign um, that said, I'm going to get it wrong. The internet can get it right. But it's the idea that there are, there are two genders. Two genders, male trust and the female. science. Yes, yeah. male and female, trust the science, right? And put that directly across, you know, the because uh, she's, I guess, directly across the hall from, I'm going to get her first name wrong, but I remember it's Newman, who has a transgender yeah. daughter. That's right. right. And I mean, just, I mean, at that point, you're not even passive aggressive, like you're just aggressive. That's aggressive aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. And, and I think the other part would be, you know, um, you know, the nominee or position services, um, health and human services, um, no, no, uh, Assistant Secretary of Health. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Rachel Levine, who, you know, transitioned from being a man and is now a woman. Um, just really, just, just, I mean, I read some of his statements and I actually don't know if I want to repeat them on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, but I would just urge people to go, you know, I would urge our fan to go and take a look at what Rand Paul said. Um, right. Beca- because it is eerily similar to what we've seen before. Like yeah. we've seen this type of language around black and brown candidates. We've seen That's this right. type of language around female candidates. Like we've seen this type of language around anybody who isn't a white male or specifically anybody who isn't a white male Republican when being questioned by Republicans. And it's like, you know, he, I mean, he took it all the way there. Like, yeah. I mean, pr- pretty much the same thing that people used to say about, you know, gay and lesbian people like, yeah. well, wow, if you let one gay person in your neighborhood, right. well, you can just expect Satan worshiping and child sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, right directly to yeah, the, yeah. the the dehumanization. Yeah, yes. I know it's well, horrifying. you know that, that was the other part, right? If you have gay marriage, like how soon is it before somebody marries an animal? Like, right, so uh, insane. There, uh, there are so many things wrong with that comparison. I you, honestly you, don't know where to start. You really don't know how any of this works, do you? <laughs> you really don't know how any of this works, right? Uh, and so, yeah, I, I mean, just maybe thought if if, if you had any thoughts on that, it just. I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, I think the Republicans now are paying to themselves where there's really no thoughts to be had about it. There, there's there's not no. another side of the story. It just becomes, no. you know, how bad they are. are they, you know, on a scale yeah. of one to batshit crazy, are they an eight or are they a nine? Yeah. Like, that's, that seems to be the debate now. <laughs> and and we're, are they going from an eight to a nine? Are they yeah. going from a nine to an eight? Are they holding steady? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, what's clear <clears throat> is... Um, I mean, this honestly, this is the reason why I maintain my optimism, right? Is that mm. um, uh, we are becoming more aware of the uh, vulnerability and the discrimination against um, those parts of the population that that were, frankly, weren't um, allowed to announce themselves that they existed yes. not that yeah. long ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was also the. Uh, um, Glenn Greenwald making some <gasps> stupid argument uh, about bisexuals, uh, <laughs> and, and somebody pointed out, like the key. Uh, it was Kara Swisher actually pointed out that the key word here is identify as bisexual. It's safer to now, like mm, you mm. know, like it's it's not a trend. It's a trend that it's it's you know people have a little bit more faith in society that they can actually talk about their own identity in a way that's genuine. Like that's a uh, unmitigated good for society. Um, And it's unquestionable that we're headed in the right direction, not fast enough, Mm -hmm. not soon enough, but um, yeah, but definitely there it's going right. And, and all of the theatrics and the hysteria and the lunacy from the right is mm-hmm. not going to change that. It's not, it's like, you know, it's yeah. like trying to um, uh, fight, fight the tide, right? It's like, yeah. or yelling at the wind. Yes. Both mm-hmm. of which sound like things that Republicans Angrily. would be caught Angrily. doing. Yeah. <laughs> unless, the wind was in, unless the wind was in Texas because the windmills froze. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, so, it's, so, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's reprehensible that they, you know, like like Marjorie Taylor Greene putting up that sign, but mm-hmm. but it's also just a sign of of um, the futility of that. Like that's it. That's yeah. that is that's their position. That All they can do is flail. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, but- and that's not effective. I mean, you, you know, polling. I remember when I I saw um, you know polling about uh, attitudes towards gay marriage mm-hmm. swing radically in younger voters right or even people who weren't voting yet i think was the first poll that i saw is like under under 18s or whatever and and just thinking okay well that's done like 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, once you use, once you lose the youth, um, or, or once the youth decides that there's something that they want to be engaged in, my good, good luck trying well, to compartmentalize that. You know, they're the future. <laughs> yes. Teach them well, Sebastian, and let them lead the way. If there was only a way in which we could show them all the beauty that they had inside, um, you know, just give them a sense of pride, Sebastian, yeah. to make it easier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and, and I, you know, someone was talking about, um, I think it was so, you know, because, because we flit around topics. Uh, so Stephen Miller, was invited to speak to some number of the Republican Sorry, I, I just, I hiss involuntarily. <laughs> <in my> voice, <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> Voldemort, um, <laughs> you know, was invited to speak to the Republican, I, I'm not sure which Republican group in the House. Um, one, there are a few members who didn't go because it was fucking Steve Miller. Um, and then two, you know, the first question is, how does Steve Miller get an invite to be in the room. And I think it goes mm. back to something you talked about in terms of lack of consequences, lack of repercussions, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so he, I guess he got into a tiff with a, uh, a Republican freshman congresswoman whose name I can't recall. Um, but it was the whole idea of, you know, if, if there's one thing that the Republicans really don't want to fuck around with, it's the Latino vote. And I think they may be right. looking at a false flag in terms of what happened in Florida and what happened in Texas. And so, you know, if, if I was the Democratic strategist advising all Democrats, I'd be like, okay, first of all, talk about the splits, because there are definitely gender splits in terms of the yes. black and Latino vote in terms of what went for Trump versus what went for not Trump. Um, definitely talk about the age gap, right? Because yes. and, yeah, then I think we definitely need to talk about, you know, who was born in the United States versus who was foreign born. Right. Um, and those attitudes and maybe even some slices in terms of country, right? Because you don't want to confuse the Venezuela, Venezuelan um, immigrants with the Puerto Rican, not Puerto, sorry, with the uh, Cuban immigrants, with the Mexican right. immigrants, with the, right. you know, Dominican immigrants, right? So maybe some slices there. But I think the biggest way, and stop me if this sounds familiar, um, is just follow Black women and use the Stacey Abrams method. It just really seems like well. the easiest, <laughs> easiest play, right? It's yeah. like... Right. Hey, just, hey, here's a strategy just sitting here on the ground. Mm, mm. And lo and behold, it is actually repeatable. Right. It, it seems to work every single time. Maybe we should try it. You know, and I'm, and I'm, and I don't know. Um, and for, I need to look up Stacey Abrams because I'm hoping she's got cousins or something. Um, yeah. and maybe like at her family reunion, like she gives actually some vote training in terms surely of how to make this happen. Surely we're close to cloning technology. I point. know, right? Listen, we did it with Dolly the Sheep. Like if some Abrams is good, more Abrams has got to be better. It's got to be better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just- It just Abrams. stands to reason. It, it, it's only logical, right? You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, I'm getting some breaking news about a mouse and a magical broom. Apparently, <laughs> um, it might not be better to infinitely clone Stacey Abrams. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Did Darius just go back in time to a Fantasia Disney commercial? Was that that was my old timey throwback? You did. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, I mean what what those organizations did in Georgia, I think, what was the numbers like? They got two hundred thousand new voters for the two thousand eighteen. I think 800,000 new voters yeah, in 2020. Eight, like, close to a million new voters. Yeah, in, like, just in, in, in two cycles. Like, just do that. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's no more complex than that. Anything more that takes more than like a yeah. sentence or two to explain is like, mm -hmm. okay, that's not going to work as well as this did. <sighs> You know what? No, I, I really think we need to focus on, you know, helping people get over the anxiousness of economic anxiety eh. or or you just or, register more votes than can possibly be stolen or suppressed. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Which, by the way, is yeah. um, is if anything, the, the Abrams strategy needs to be doubled down on because there's yeah. uh, at the state level, there's a oh, yeah. huge wave of voter suppression laws being passed by Republicans yeah. bet between now and the midterms. It is. And and bingo i can't even add anything aside from i agree you're right it, it, it has to be at this level because you know while while some people are out here celebrating joe biden you know let's not have a repeat of 2010 to 2012 exactly um 
No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, eight to ten. Eight to ten. Yeah, eight to ten. Right. Let's not have a repeat of that where you know the, the state party infrastructure oh, we, we fell apart and we, <sighs> we we failed the Obama administration so badly. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it, I mean, they were hamstrung from that point on. They just couldn't do anything. We got well, two years of Obama, basically. I think. It, well, I think the good part is, um, you know, and what gives me hope, since this is the What Gives Me Hope uh, podcast, um, is Jamie Harrison as uh, the head of the DNC. That's um, true. And so I, I, and I think also he, he ought to know how good the open <laughs> strategy is, if anybody does, yeah, because it almost worked for him. It almost I mean, worked for him, <laughs> exactly. Know? Um, but yeah, that that I, I think that idea of, you know, national fundraising with local, you know, application is yeah. is just the way to make it happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. And English. I think yeah, like Ossoff and Warnock um, were a good model for for campaigning together, too. I think that tremendous uh, model. Yeah, because I mean, it just it stands to reason, right? Like if, if you pre, uh, you present a. a a solidified you know, a single front, then mm. it looks like the, the election is Democrats versus Republicans instead of this personality versus that personality or this track mm-hmm. record versus that track record or this promise versus that promise. It's like, no, these are two different versions of reality. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it, I, w- I would concur. I would concur. It's, it's, I, I, you know, I, I'm hoping that Charlie Brown as a Democrat doesn't run up and try and hit the football again. Like, I'm just hoping that there's enough, like, is at he, some point. Is he up for re-election? <laughs> he might be. He might be. Um, With well, his I, campaign manager, Lucy. Lucy well, <laughs> well he, so, I, you know, there was a great article that um, was on The Guardian, uh, and it's from 2019. Um, and it talked about, you know, the rights use of trolling and why do people still fall for it. Um, and I think it was a good article. It, it literally talked about all of the things that Republicans do, right? As soon as, you know, like, I think comparing cancel culture to lynching. And it's like, one, you don't understand what either one of those mean. Mm. Because if you did, surely you would never compare yeah, that was someone outrageous. having conse- Yeah, like someone having consequences of their words compared to someone dead swinging a tree with their genitals mutilated. Like for the color know, that, of their skin, because of the color of the skin, and so this idea that you're changing that into, you know, into lynching somehow is oh, well, one, it's a slam in the face to everybody who had to either endure a story of hearing a family member who was lynched or someone who was lynched, right? Like that's you know, you just denigrate that experience. Oh, it's but it's, disgusting on so many levels. It, it, well, and you know, and so, but again, I'm not going to go all the way through the article here, but it talks about this idea of. You know how do you, how do you combat that? You combat it by actually not giving it air, right? Which I know is difficult for news organizations who feel that they must. You know they're just presenting both sides. Yeah, they um, they have learned nothing from the past. Nothing, years. nothing. You know, if it leads, it bleeds, Sebastian. Right, and and in this rush to keep eyes on things, you know, you put um, the most. You put the most eye gouging thing out yeah. there. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. And then you I mean, apologize for it. Right, exactly. Well, again, there's <laughs> no consequences. So there's none. There's none. It's uh, you know, and I think the other tactic that I see Republicans using all the time is the idea of, well, I was just joking, you know, right. or you know, crying more take him seriously. Yeah, right? right? I mean, I know that's what he said the actual words that came out of his mouth, but you know, he was joking. It was said in jest. You just don't have a sense of humor about these things. You know, liberals can't laugh at anything anymore. It's like, well, actually um, we laugh at things that are funny. Um, yeah. I don't know, but... think that you understand what <laughs> funny is. You know, listen, we have some writers on our side. We can lend them to you. Um, <laughs> you know, they have the Not idea. Not the good of, ones. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, my thing is, even bad Democratic jokes will be funnier than good attempts at Republican humor. Like, um, that's an oxymoron. That's right up there with German <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> right, military intelligence, jumbo shrimp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, Republican yeah, humor. It's, yeah, it is. It, well, it's, well, that's the question. Do they have no humor? Or is it just exceptionally dark and twisted humor? Um, no humor. No humor. Okay, no. there it is. You said that quickly and with authority. So because oh, I, you said I, it like that, we're going to go with it. 
I've conducted no empirical research whatsoever. Uh, trust me, I've done the research and <laughs> no humor it is. Yeah, it's, um, well, it, you know, that's kind of the old joke, right? You know, um, you know, why? <laughs> is it? I'm a Republican. I don't. I know, right? I don't jokes. get the old joke. What's the, <laughs> well, as a Republican, clearly no jokes in the past tied to any humor in the future. So all jokes are independent. So you can't set up a joke because it requires some knowledge of something that happened in the past. You can only tell jokes about what's happening currently right now in front of me. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I just go on a Dennis Miller rant there? <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of rants, um, I think I think Rush Limbaugh died. He in did. Between our podcast, That's right? right? And, and whew, yeah, you, you don't. And again, I think this is about still you know, on any. Uh, am I glad? is, you know, horrific, you know, misogynistic, you know, racist, classist, lie-filled show um, that incented people to do the worst um, to other human beings and denigrated and made others, you know, and made people feel otherized is no longer on the air. Yes. And if his dying is something that, that needed to happen in order to keep that show on the air, while I do not celebrate his death, I do not mourn him either. That's a very convoluted way of saying, fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at you with your white privilege just being able to say that out. That's, right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Is that what it feels like, Seth? Yeah. Seth, what's it like to just speak your mind and feel no recriminations or punishments? Tell me like about a Republican. That, <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> is awesome you should come over here oh wait i forgot you can't <laughs> no it's uh i mean you right. can if you try hard you're just not trying it's, it's, again clearly you just don't want to be free because if you that's wanted right. freedom no one would be able to keep it from you that's, that's right Kushner knowledge yeah right um exactly. but yeah but I, what i what i found interesting was that you know there were a lot of people who were just like oh we shouldn't speak ill of the dead and you know just a, I know. a lot of platitudes around around that and but you know i was reading some some reaction to other people around the world and some people were like america you need to get over yourself if someone who was causing you harm to your society dies that is actually something that should be celebrated and you know, i think there was a jewish tradition of you know dancing and singing a song when your enemies die sure um <laughs> what is it. good in life sebastian <laughs> <laughs> say it to crush my it. enemy's bones <laughs> and hear the wailing of the women <laughs> Or whatever Excellent. that Conan. I, I think you had her was. I think a lament, right? Only and I know yeah, that the only lamentations. Conan, yeah, the lamentations of their women, and I say yeah. that only because Conan was on like a week ago. And oh, really? Yeah, and I, I probably should have been watching. I should have been sleeping. Oh. But you know, much like some movies um, that come on, you just kind of have to watch them. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's yeah. it's been too long. I need to revisit. Yeah, if Caddyshack shows up on the screen, I can't turn. You're gonna watch it. I gotta as watch problematic it. as both of those movies I know, are. Now. I know, right? You know, listen, <sighs> I, I don't want to watch Starship Troopers again, but, <laughs> you know, it caught me. And so the universe has made it so. <laughs> it is a little fascistic. I understand. But oh, come on, yeah. exploding bugs. It's it, great. It, it, who doesn't? I mean, come on. Um, what, Neil Patrick Harris? NPH at the height of his powers? That's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was so post know, Doogie pre Helen yeah, your mother. Yes, yes. Um, it was the in between time, right? <laughs> I think he also did uh, the Harold one, at least one Harold and Kumar movie in between that time too. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, so that was <laughs> that was good stuff. Um, the golden years. The go <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. So yeah. So, I mean, Rush dying, cool. Moving on. It's, yeah. That, whatever. I mean, it is. We're all better off for his we his are. passing. We, so. we are we are better off for him not being. And around. by the way, mm, the biggest lesson, biggest takeaway is, um, if you if your passing causes a huge swath of society to struggle mm. with their impulse mm. to celebrate mm. the fact that you are no longer around, mm. you may not have been living life correctly. <laughs> you know, just, um, just I don't know. There are, there are, and listen, I am in no rush to get there. Um, but I do believe there is some sort of judgment that happens in the afterlife. A rush to judgment. <laughs> you see what I did there? Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, I got to feel that there's something at the end of, you know, this earthly plane in which people are evaluated and judged 
in their life, right? You know, I think the Egyptians have, you know, wing your soul against the feather. Um, obviously, the Christians have, you know, St. Peter at the gates. I, I would I would have paid a lot of money just to see the rush evaluation <laughs> and to see the, 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 the color drain from his face as he realized that, you know, this, you know, the, his 30 or 40 years on this planet doing what he did has now led to an eternity of this. The, right. uh, the meme of the guy uh, cracking up and laughing uncontrollably at the lunacy of somebody at a city council meeting in whatever it was, Arizona, I think is popping to mind. I missed this one. I missed you this did? one. Oh my I God. Did, I'll yeah. send it to you. It's Please a classic. Do. Please do. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. So, okay. We'll, we'll, but yeah, it, it, you know, like you read, like you said, the idea that, you know, large amounts of people um, are deciding, well, like you said, are they deciding to either celebrate or deciding how much celebration to have? Like, I think that's the other part you need to look at. Like people are not deciding whether you, whether you're being dead is a good thing. They're just trying to see if it's a great thing or a really good thing. <laughs> yeah, or the best thing. Yeah. Or the best thing ever. Um, those are your choices. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are you, is there yeah. anything uh, that you are looking forward to or dreading in the coming week politically? Mm. Okay. Um, so what I'm looking forward to is um, seeing what Vance, as the Manhattan DA, does with the tax mm-hmm. records that he mm-hmm. got from the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's from Azar. From Azar. Um, and I don't know if that's something that is going to happen in the next week, but the fact that it happened now, um, you know, so that's something I, I, I don't know that it's going to be seven days, but that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. What am I dreading? Um, I am, so I am dreading Republican Trump appointed judges um, doing the exact opposite of everything they did for the last four years and stymieing um, Joe Biden's agenda and forcing it to go through the appellate court and ending up mm. being judged by a 6-3 court. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean we, we've seen it with the, uh, the order around the deportations, right? Yep. Um, you know, and, and, but again, there's a strategy, right? You file it in Texas and it goes to, I forgot which court circuit number it is, but that Texas, right. um, you know, conservative appellate court, I think it's 12 to five in terms of Republican appointees. Um, and you know, then it goes to SCOTUS, which is currently six, three. And so that's, I'm dreading that type of shit. And so, yeah. but, I'm, but you know what I'm, but I, as you asked, so I'll, I'll do a, I'll do the Oreo sandwich, right? What I'm hopeful for, what I dread, and then what I'm hopeful for on the other side. Okay, um, good. Yeah. Well, wow, I, you don't like the stuffing in Oreos? <laughs> well, is the stuffing weirdo? If so, I might have an issue with it. <laughs> That's racist. I, I prefer the black cookies. I want a triple Oreo cookie with two cookies surrounded by another cookie. <laughs> what is this veneration of the white stuff? <laughs> I, it's fair enough. I hadn't thought about that angle. You're right. It's all about right. perspective. My bad. Um, so I think the, I think the good part is that the veterans from the Obama administration are going to be smart enough to one file a lot of shit in California and Oregon and Washington. Yes, um, they certainly are. And you know, and I think at that point, it, it at least kind of blunts it. And so yeah, we may end up at the court. But I think because the Supreme Court actually ends up looking at just a microscopic number of cases over the course of its time, I think we should definitely do the blizzarding. Like, okay, fine, if that's what you want to do, we'll just file everything and let God sort it out, right? There's no way the Supreme Court can get to everything. I think a combination of of that um, is what's what gives me hope. I also right. have some hope. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I yes, what do you No, think? no, no, what go do you ahead. Think? No, no, no. I, because I, I want to give time for you, Sebastian. I want to give you time. Um, to do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so generous. Um, well, I mean, uh, I think that the um, the COVID relief package might pass. I think mm, the Senate is okay. coming week because it's out of it's out of committee, right? I think so. So that's one point nine trillion in in relief, which would be a huge um, uh, advance, you know, a huge step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do have a similar dread about the the Trump appointees and the and the courts starting to mess things up. But on the other hand, <clears throat> um, I'll go right into the the next thing. I'm. I mean, I don't think this is happening in the next week. But I think if we do see something in the next weeks um, that is uh, a, a judicial sort of, you know, um, hurdle being put in place, then that may get the 
support going for some of those radical structural mm-hmm. um, uh, overhauls. Like, you know, I think we mentioned this on, on, on a previous episode, but um, like the, uh, the federal judges, the number of federal judges hasn't increased since the population was something like 250 million. Yeah. So there's like an extra almost 100 million Americans served mm-hmm. by the same number of yeah. federal circuit judges. So there's a very clear argument to be made to, to increasing those numbers by a, a substantial at, amount. At least, a, at least 25%. Right. Maybe even exactly. A third, right? Maybe a third, yeah. which would, again, overhaul the judiciary. So, yes, um, mm, I hadn't th- that is that is some good, that is some good tea you just filled right mm-hmm. there. Smash, and I'm liking mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but you're right because the, because of what I said earlier, the number of cases that actually make it to the Supreme court is so small. It so really small. is the appellate courts That's right. um, that drive a large swath of federal, That's right. um, a federal law. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, if, if we're on that track, I will keep beating the drum for statehood for Puerto Rico and DC forever yes. until it happens. Cause that's, yes. that's just, it's so past due. And, and again, that, that makes a structural difference in, in government in, in a rat, you know, really a radical way. I'm, I'm hesitating to use the word radical because they're going to paint it as radical from the mm, right. But yes, right. I mean, radical meaning going to the root, like it will make a <laughs> fundamental change. The Republicans don't know math. Sorry, sorry. It's the English major in me. Words matter, Darius. They do. They, they do have indeed. a meaning. It doesn't do. matter well, if your opponent decides to redefine. This them. is true. This is true. Actually, you're right. And you know, we we must hold true to those things that make us ourselves, lest we become um, like those things that um, we despise. Right. So you know, we. we <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's the words, Sebastian. That's what separates us from the animals. That's right. <laughs> It's one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> we poop inside too. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. the other major thing. And meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of cats that just like mm-hmm, do that every day. That's <laughs> but they rely on us. I mean, yeah, right. Actually, you're right. Actually, the cats have us trained. Yeah, the cats have us trained to clean up their mess. I yeah. think the cats are smarter than us. Well, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, that's a good Oh, good stuff. They got us man. on duty duty. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. That's probably, and on that high note, hey, right. to tackle so, McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, again, we managed to hit it all. <laughs> we we hit did. so much. We hit so much. Actually, I will uh, I will offer that I've had some conversations uh, with friends, and believe it or not, I can safely say now that we have more than one fan. Um, nice. I know we have actual fans. Um, that actually, you know, aside, and again, fans not related to us biologically or those that gave birth to Sebastian right. and Darius, right? These are actually other fans who right. are choosing to like us, not because we're their sons. Um, yeah, so I, I figured I'd just throw that out there. I'm nice. not prepared to release the number as of yet, um, but just know that it is Is it Is it merch levels? Yet, or? <laughs> well, if we get them to buy enough, isn't anything merch level? <laughs> We should treat our fans like Amway. You need to buy one thousand dollars right. worth of Seb That's and right. Darius merchandise. That's right. This T-shirt is a thousand dollars, but you can resell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And then here's what you do: you get other people to listen to the podcast, and then you get a cut of all the merch that That's they right. buy. <laughs> I like listen, it. It worked for DeVos, right? Why not? Sure. Why not? Continue? Sure. And actually, I think what. And, but you know what, Seb? Here's what we'll do: in order to make sure that you know we do this we'll actually put up the number of levels right there because i think pyramid schemes fall down when people re- don't realize they're getting into like the 18th level and <laughs> there's not a lot of human beings think, left on the planet you think that's why they fall apart <laughs> well listen i'm not expecting this thing to run for a long time i just need it to run long enough before collapsing <laughs> listen again that's what every ponzi scheme <laughs> yeah, right. smart people know the math said. Right. It's like, but I think there is some truism. Like, it's like, okay. I think you, if you say it's a pyramid scheme, though, people are immediately less likely to buy it. <laughs> or, or Sebastian, or, or like one of my science fiction, my favorite science fiction shows said, um, maybe with radical candor, we actually get people to buy in. Like, this is a Ponzi, this is a Ponzi and a pyramid scheme. And I'm still talking to you about <laughs> so, it. If it was so, something that would make you money, do you think I would say that? Do you think I would say pyramid and Ponzi scheme if you couldn't make a killing? (laughs) 
Boom. The trick is to be among the very first. That's where the whiteboard comes in, Sebastian, with truth <laughs> and transparency in our Ponzi scheme by showing them that they are on the very second level, right? It's me and you at the first level. We're the top. You are on the second level right here, right now. Oh if any, if anything was, the, if now, if there was any time to get into a Ponzi scheme, now would be it. Are, why are you not in sales? <laughs> it says Darius, who's actually a pre-sales solution consultant for his company. Um, what? <laughs> well, I'm in sales sales. Oh yeah, true. Oh, like true, like on quota sales. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on like 100% variable comp. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the next podcast. <laughs> Darius' new job. Exactly right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, I think that's, you know, and, and maybe that's, maybe, I mean, even, I mean, and now taking the jest jacket off, maybe flip it back to serious, like, maybe that's why Republicans are so successful, because they are willing to, it's a Ponzi scheme out loud, and you know what, instead of, instead of talking about Ponzi schemes being a bad thing, we talk about the fact that it is a GOP Ponzi scheme, and now Ponzi schemes are a good thing, and who doesn't want to be a part of a good thing? There is a certain amount of that for sure. I mean, yeah, I they so. definitely, uh, um, they, they're they very good at um, the sleaziest kind of marketing, which is um, repackaging shit and making it, yes. making you think that it's something that you want. Yes, yes. Certain members of society think that it's mm-hmm. something that they want. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not here to tell you that you're a bad person if you don't buy this. I'm not here to tell you if you're a good person if you don't buy this, but you're a bad person if you don't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> right there. Checks out. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good All stuff. right, my friend. Yes. We, oh, we, we, we have to name it. Oh. We gotta name it. Uh, well, there were a couple of um, possible. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, oh, you said yeah. ally splaining. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I, you know what? It's interesting. I think of that rant. I was going to say uh, sameism. Or no, so what do we, sameism, we said, right? Sameism, yeah. Um, old timey, old timey sameism. <laughs> those are two pretty good ones. I, 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 I would not be opposed. Actually, you know what? Here's what we'll do. I'm going to be surprised just like the fan. We'll talk about some of the options and then right. you're going to choose. I do actually have the ultimate power. Which, yeah, indeed. Indeed. And I see um, to that ultimate power <laughs> and I free myself from your ultimate power by not wanting to take power from you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> To end suffering, you now, said now that my ultimate power means nothing to me. <laughs> right? Now I don't want it. Nope. And that's the trick. When you lay it down, thinking I no longer want it, that's when I come by and pick it up. Don't. I'm just waiting for you to say the words. So fine, I don't want to edit this episode. Okay, so fine, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> and then it becomes me just having a one-sided conversation where I completely blank you out. Just blank me out. <laughs> It might, it might improve it. I don't know. <laughs> no, it clearly, clearly would not. <laughs> clearly would not. Uh, good stuff, Seth. Good stuff.